Yes, yes, people. It's GG at GG on Wrestling on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're not already. And please, please, please drop a like. If you are listening to the audio version, please leave a review. It will take you a matter of seconds, maybe hot, maybe 30 seconds, but it does mean a hell of a lot. So please, please do that if you're enjoying what you're listening to. We are back with more predictions and wishes for 2022. And of course, I have another very special guest who I'll introduce shortly. Before that, though, make sure you visit figtees.co.uk for all your custom figure shirts. Wide selection of custom shirts on there and even does custom designs. You can use code GGPOD and save yourself some money. So predictions and wishes for 2022. Um, I've given some and I've had some good friends of mine give some already. And I have another guest today. The idea is each guest is going to give me two predictions, things they think will happen in wrestling in 2022, and two wishes, dreams that they have for wrestling this year. At the end of the year, we'll have an idea of who was closest to their predictions and if any wishes came true. I'm going to give two points for a correct prediction and five points for any wishes that come true. A little bit of a leaderboard scenario and the winner may even get a prize. Who knows? Without further ado, it's a pleasure to introduce, I'm a big fan of his work, Gareth from Eno Wrestling. How are you, sir? I'm good, mate. Thank you for having me on. Honour to have you on the channel. Big fan of your work. Please make sure you subscribe to Eno Wrestling. Um, would you say video essays is... is video is the essays, the occasional list, um, the occasional just ramble as well. Sometimes I just do a little kind of more similar to what you do, like just get on and talk. Um, but yeah, mostly I'd say video essays about AW in particular. So yeah. Yeah, if you want to... If you want to feel smart watching or, you know, <laughs> watching some wrestling content, obviously, you know, Gareth will, will do that for you. Um, so, like, well well worded, so eloquently put. And, yeah, honestly, check out the AEW top 10 matches that a lot of us contributed to the list, the final list. But, yeah, if, if, if you're not an AEW fan, it will make you one. And if you are already, it will make you want to ma- watch these matches over again. <laughs> Let's get into it. So All right, mate. we're going to get into some predictions and wishes for 2022. Uh, got some good ones from you, Gareth. So let's get into the first one, shall we, please? Yeah, Santana and Ortiz winning the tag titles. This is a bit of a funny one because um, <laughs> I thought this was going to happen last year. <laughs> um, you know, it was they're one of those teams or one of those acts in AEW with such a big roster, um, you can't push everyone at the same time. And you've kind of got to be a little bit patient, but I'm not going to lie. My patience with when it comes to AW pushing these guys is running out because they are legitimately one of the best teams. And it's not just not being champions. They don't really get utilized very often. Um, they go through these little spells where they'll get like a few matches on Dynamite over like a couple of months, and then they'll just be gone or standing behind Jericho whilst they're having dark matches and all that. So... Yeah, even if they're not going to win the titles, I need them to be properly pushed so that come 2023, then we're looking at them actually winning the titles. But I do think that, you know, they're running out of other teams that they can give the titles to now. I thought with the Young Bucks would drop it to Santana and Ortiz. And then when it was the Lucha Brothers, I was like, ah, fair enough, you know, they're a this, top team. Yeah. And so, then this makes sense for, for the Lucha Brothers to drop yeah, to Santana Ortiz. Because of their, their history with Santana Ortiz. So I was like, right, that makes absolute sense. And that'll probably be around maybe revolution time, maybe start of 2022 sometime. And now they've just dropped it to 
Jurassic Express, which, you know, again, you're like, okay, fair enough. They're, they're a top team as well. You know, Jungle Boy is one of the rising young stars. So but I really need Santana and Ortiz to be next, or at least the ones after that. Um, and hopefully that should be sometime during this year. That's my hope anyway. <laughs> but I do How... think it will happen. I, I do? do think, yeah. But it's also, this is one where I actually wasn't sure whether to put it as a prediction or a wish because it's one that I really Both. want to happen. Yeah, <laughs> but I actually do think it will. I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I honestly thought where, I mean, it was looking a bit messy where we had the Lucha Brothers and Jurassic Express and then slowly looked like Santana and Ortiz were creeping into the kind of the the feuds, if you will. And then, yeah, now... Jurassic Express have got them and it's all a bit strange. Where do you think this currently is going with the Eddie Kingston, Jericho, Santana and Ortiz dynamic? Do you think we're seeing maybe, you know, them going to side with Eddie and leave Jericho? Where do you think this is all heading? I don't know. I don't really want there to be a thing of like, um, oh, we're leaving and a big feud, partially because I don't want them mixed up with Jericho as much as possible like or as little as possible i want that basically so regardless of whether they're teaming with or feuding with um i really do think jericho should just be a heel because he's a really good heel and he's an, in my opinion anyway he's an awful baby face and i think yeah. a lot of people agree with that yeah. so i'd like to see him kind of go heel do his own thing leave sammy Guevara to do his thing he's kind of getting on now and he's doing fine you know he's actually starting to be a bit more of his own character finally and his solo matches are just, I think the problem most people have with his reign is that he didn't really feel like a champion, whereas his actual matches, you know, they're always really fun. Um, it was less about that. So the more he's been on his own, the better he's been, basically. And again, a lot of the problem people had was with his title reign was um, that whole big break where they did the whole inner circle American top team thing. And that kind of distracted from Sammy's reign. Um, and I think it will be similar for the Santana Ortiz if they ever got the titles whilst they were with Jericho. It would be like, oh, maybe they just end up getting distracted, going off, gallivanting off to fight. I don't know, whichever <laughs> next team it is that they're going to fight. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see them split. And if it was something like go with Eddie and kind of reform that LAX reunion thing from the past, they... If the trios titles then came about, that would be another option that maybe they could go down instead of the tag titles. So that uh, that would be a good thing. Generally, I think AW they just they like to have a lot of partnerships. Um, every everyone's got like well, most people have a bunch of mates, um, and that allows you to do loads of multi man tag matches and all that kind of just build them up. So yeah, Eddie Kingston I think would be a better a better route for for what I would like to see. I don't know whether that's the route they're going to go. I think it might just be that they're doing this for a little bit of fun and then the inner circle will kind of remain as they kind of were where they would have on and off feuds kind of getting in the way of everyone else's career, basically. But yeah, I'd like to see it. I don't have much faith that that will be the case because I just think that they kind of like the fact that the inner circle exists. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And I, I, like, I am a fan of the factions. I think, like you said, you can... You can get everyone in the faction over without utilizing all of them, which I think yeah. is always New Japan do it quite well. Um, yeah. How they use factions, you know, you're a representative of that, and you know, by that you've kind of we've all been elevated because of your win. Um, how much do you watch the vlogs and the BTEs and stuff? Um, there was a time where I was watching like every BTE um, and like the occasional like vlogs here and there. 
recently just being a bit more busy i haven't really kept up to date with any of it also because like the whole sammy Guevara, i i i like his vlog like when i have checked it out but ever since like he started dating ty, ty conti they just they just cringe me out it's not a really? mean thing I, i'm ha i'm happy for them but the, it just it kind of i don't know what it is i just get like oh come on just i think it's because they're so open with it and you know when you, it's like an early part of the relationship some couples will be like oh yeah i'm really happy i kind of just like yeah good for you just just give it a couple of months or yeah years maybe you'll hate each other <laughs> well you'll just be normal again and that then yeah but so yep. for that reason i kind of stopped watching sammy's especially and then bt i just run out of time basically but I, I, I would watch them yeah the, the only reason I asked was because there was actually a moment with Santana and Ortiz and I I feel like it was Ethan Page's vlog. Um, it might have been Sammy's. It might have even been BTE. But it was like, um, it was some kind of meet and greet that they were filming at and someone had one of the tag belts and then I think it was it was Ortiz and he was like, yeah, we're never going to win those. And so earnestly as well. <laughs> like it was like it was a matter of fact. So yeah. it was just funny that obviously you've now predicted it after that. So they're probably not very confident in this prediction. But how confident are you? If you had to give it maybe a score out of 10 of how confident you are with this happening this year, what would you give it? Again, it's a funny one because I would have said if you asked me this going into All Out, I was convinced that the Young Bucks were going to win and then uh, Santana and Ortiz will win after that. Um, and I would have given that like a good eight or nine. Like I was very sure it was most likely going to happen. But I th again, I think they're just running out of other teams now. Uh, Santana has tweeted a couple of times, like it's time for us to really focus. And, and, and I think when you see wrestlers tweet stuff like that, generally they've been told something like, okay, we're going to start building you up now. And I don't yeah. think it's a, like, AW have this hard reset at the start of every year. And, you know, the fact that we've seen like guys that have been really wanting to sit, get pushed, like Ricky Starks, um, and that on AW a bit more since the start of the year, I don't think that's any surprise. And obviously, Santana and Ortiz have been on TV a bit more since then as well, with this kind of feud with Daniel Garcia and 2.0 and Eddie Kingston and Jericho mixed in as well. Like, so I don't think that's a surprise. I think they're just keeping them out of the scene until it's time to really push them. So I mm. think. I'm going to go with a nine. Uh, I'm going to go bold. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to go with a nine. Um, and yeah, let's give it a prediction in terms of time scale as well. Let's go double or nothing. I'll go double Ooh. or nothing. Yeah. Okay. We're going to hold you to that. Yeah. But yeah, I want to see it as well. And the way Santana is beefing up, man, he's clearly oh, getting ready yeah. for either a singles run or something. He's looking <laughs> massive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's always been like kind of people always kind of understate how big he actually is because I think uh, like Ortiz is really small, so people kind of think of them as kind of small and scrappy. But actually, that's just Ortiz, and Santana's actually fairly big. Yeah, I think even I think it was Taz or someone made a comment on commentary, didn't he, and said he's massive. Look at the size of him. And I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but fairly strong prediction. Uh, my fingers are crossed for you. Let's move yeah. to the next prediction. Pack winning the TNT Championship in the UK, specifically in the UK as well. Um, and that one is very much dependent on how the old, uh, what should we call it, pandemic. How that Pandy. kind of... The, yeah, the pandy. Yeah, how that kind of works out. Because if... I mean, WWE came over here, was it uh, 2021? Uh, September, something like that? They came over... Um, so I think they're also it, not testing anymore. Apparently, yeah, so. yeah, they're not really the 
the most <laughs> caring towards you know their talent and all that. But I still think it at some point in 2021 it will be possible. Uh, 2022, sorry, it will be possible uh, to see this happen. You know, like as we move forward, like it's just going to get better and better. More people vaccinated, more people triple vaccinated, quadruple, however many they make us take. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it will. I think it will happen. Whether it will be in 2022 or 2023, um, I don't know. But again, this is one that I, I just think it's. It seems so obvious to me. Pack with a championship is just one of the best. He's one of the best guys holding a championship. Uh, the way he did it with the, the Dragon Gate belt and then also the Cruiserweight Championship in WWE, just elevating it, elevating titles. He's fantastic at, not just because he's an amazing wrestler, but because he's a fantastic talker and he kind of makes you believe that this is the ultimate prize. Um, and yeah, I think if you're looking for someone to elevate the TNT Championship after, you know, uh, well, whoever's going to win it off Cody or maybe Pac is the guy who wins it off Cody, um i don't know but yeah i think i think i think it will i think they will come to the uk at some point this year i do think it will happen um, i bloody hope so man and I've, been, I, I've been dreaming since day one that they come yeah, over here they've been waiting so be, long because they said they said like first thing and they would have come obviously if they could for obvious reasons they haven't been able to but like uh they said like almost immediately as soon as AEW was announced it was like and we'll be in the uk like really really soon so it was obviously something they've been trying to make happen and it just obviously hasn't been possible but yeah i think like one of the most obvious things is on a uk show would be to give pack a big win and for the thing of me wanting to see him be a champion i don't think it'll be a world championship but just because i think they've got so many other guys in and around that even though he should win it at some point as well because for my money he's you know top three in that company and the other two are brian danielson and kenny omega <laughs> so like you can make an argument he's top three in north america if you wanted to in terms of just raw skill um so yeah hopefully it happens wow i've just realized we haven't had pack versus brian danielson no that's another like Ooh. there's so many like brian danielson matches that like you just you're just waiting for but pack versus brian danielson is probably because I don't think we must have, they must have like faced each other in WWE in some way, but it wouldn't have been in like a big setting. It wouldn't have been like a huge match and it might have just been in tag matches or whatever. So yeah, I think those two going off against each other would be fantastic for sure. And that's definitely a match. Like if you want to do a pay-per-view match with Pac as TNT champion, if you've got not got anything for Brian Danielson, just give them like 20, 25, 30 minutes. And that's probably, that's a match of the year contender without even having to look at it. 100%. Do you think the trios titles are likely to come this year and that may affect your prediction at all? <laughs> I'm hoping that any UK show would have, it would probably happen over the summer just because. Yeah, Fighter Fest was originally the plan, yeah, wasn't it? So... That's when they've been looking at it for. And the, Tony Khan has said that he wants to do a show in Fulham Stadium, uh, Craven Cottage, which mm-hmm. obviously doesn't have a roof as well. So they'll be looking at summer, I imagine. Um, so I think if the trio's titles were going to come, it will be towards the end of the year. They were supposed to be here by the end of 2021. That's what Tony Khan mm-hmm. said at the start of 2021. But I think when the whole TBS thing came about, they were like, oh, you know, they kind of... And you don't want to introduce like two new titles at once just because it would kind of be too much um 
and now with the Owen probably starting as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's going to be uh, around. It's around May time, isn't it? That they're doing that. So we'll probably get to that, and then maybe towards the end of the year, hopefully the trios titles do come about. And Death Triangle will certainly be one of the first champions with that. But whether they'll be the first, I don't know, because you've got the Super Click, and then obviously it could be Eddie Kingston, best Santana, friends. and Ortiz. Yeah, best friends. Like, there's so many different groups that you could it could easily be the first tag champions were SCU. Like, it wasn't one of the biggest teams necessarily. So, True. thinking back on it, it, probably should have just been Santana and Ortiz. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get over it. Will you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I think it's. I mean, I'd love to see it. Pac deserves a lot more. I mean, he's one of the originals, really, isn't he? You know, and yeah. there's so much more to be to be utilized from him. And like him versus Kenny would was just one of the best matches they've put on that I think mm-hmm. always goes under the radar. Just his work and in that Iron Man was just the, the spot with the chair and that's <laughs> who does that no one's ever done that but you, i mean you do it on like, bloody video games maybe yeah but not in real life i i love i love that just because it was like the most pack thing ever my favorite version of pack is just when he's just the bastard like yeah. having a baby face pack it doesn't it's not quite as good i wish they would just turn him heel again um i like death triangle but i'd love to see him just go on his own uh to be honest because mm. Uh, the Lucha Brothers originally he was put with them to be kind of a mouthpiece for them as well mm. as you know part of a trio and stuff like that um, and I think the f- the reason he won't is because a lot of people do like Death Triangle and I do like them but I'd love to see him just go on his own because that first kind of what was it five six months of AW uh, where he was just going out on his own and he just like attacked people backstage um, he like threatened Riho as a way to get to Kenny Omega in the first place and that was just like fantastic uh and then in the end i think it was nyla rose who came and took riho out because you know pax you know he's a bastard but he's not that much of a bastard <laughs> yeah um, hard, really. <laughs> yeah but um yeah no it was like that run of pack was just amazing and like when they kind of introduced the tnt championship i was always like cody first champion because obviously the whole thing with him not being able to be world champion and also i was like i just want someone to like establish that belt and cody was kind of like the perfect guy to do that but i was I've always been waiting for just Pac to, to win that belt and then just go like wrestle more or less every week, um, just putting on great matches because like it's impossible for him to have a bad match. And he, you can just put him against anyone, like bring someone in from outside. If like one match I'd love to see is Jonathan Gresham versus Pac. Um, and mm. if that was as part of like a TNT open, a TNT title open challenge, if they don't end up signing Jonathan Gresham because I don't know what he wants to do. Um, but yeah. If that's how we were able to get that, I would be all for that. But like the possibilities for Packers champion are endless. And I would happily see him hold that belt for like a year just because you could just keep doing those matches. And he's got the mic skills where he can just, if you want to do a bit of a feud, you can then do that as well. So yeah, Pack just give him all the belts basically. Yeah, definitely give him a belt. I mean, even, even then, we've already named a couple of dream matches I didn't even consider. And that's because... You don't see much of Pac, so you don't really, he's not really fresh in your mind. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him with a solo belt. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to your wishes. Lovely segue. There's someone else you'd like to see uh, with a title this year. This is one of your wishes. Yes, Eddie Kingston winning the AW World Championship. And I think a lot of people want this. Um, like when he had that match with CM Punk, everyone was just saying, just give him the belt, just, <laughs> just do it. 
And I think it's one of those things where, like, when they signed him, they probably wouldn't, they couldn't have even hoped that he would be this over, at, mm. even at this point. Like, I don't think they, I think they probably thought, like, oh, this is a great guy for the kind of mid card. He can talk his way into any kind of feud. Um, he can have a match with a top guy and he's someone who can lose and he won't be damaged at all because he can just talk his way out of it. And that's kind of like the curse of Eddie Kingston when it comes to him actually winning a championship is that he can just lose and it really doesn't matter because he can move on so easily. Um, but that doesn't mean just because like you, you can do something doesn't mean you should. Um, like I think ultimately he is proving himself as one of the best wrestlers in the world from a perspective of like an all-rounder like Mm. his matches aren't necessarily the most athletically or technically gifted but like the way he manages to suck you into a match it's kind of like that thing that like people used to talk about like john cena like big match cena is that like he wouldn't necessarily always have the best match but you'd always just be glued to it regardless of whether you liked or hated him um unless you were just like kind of meta anti Cena to the point where you were just watching something you didn't like and you know that <laughs> but for most people like regardless whether you liked him or not like his matches just kind of like had this different feeling and Eddie Kingston's mm. kind of got a little bit of that like there's no way you can put it into words it's not like he's doing anything like um like he's not doing these crazy spots or anything he just just the way he draws you in through his like ability to manipulate the drama it's just amazing. Um, and his selling I, as well. It's just, yeah, like, it's, it's so understated the way he sells body parts. And, you know, even this week, obviously this probably got out next week, but yeah, uh, the, the six man uh, with Santana on the and the way he was just selling outside the ring for Co- Garcia and even in their, their solo match, yeah. you know, the way he sold, he's just masterful at it. And it, I think it really goes under the radar. Yeah, that that's probably like the best aspect of Eddie, I think, is his selling because that is what one thing that really draws you in. And like that's why when he was a heel, like he would just like draw you in and make you kind of root for him just because of how he naturally wrestles. Um, but I think he's so much better as a babyface just because he's like someone who's so easy to root for, even though he's such a good bad guy as well. I think he's so much better as someone like because he's so relatable as well. And now with all the things he's like spoken about as he's like about mental health and stuff, like people are, he's kind of got that Moxley thing of like, people are just never going to boo him. Um, and if you've got that, like Moxley had a great, a great run as a babyface champion. So I'm happy for, oh, I want him to turn heel now and do that because he's great at that again. But I need to get this, this run from Eddie Kingston and then we can see his heel stuff again. And I really think like probably the biggest moment you can do as AEW that's going to elicit the biggest pop is probably CM Punk winning the title in Chicago. And then after that, it's going to be Eddie Kingston winning the title in New York. Um, and I can't really think of anything. Maybe Pac winning the title in the UK because, you know, the UK fans are particularly mental. But like, <laughs> <laughs> there's not many like that I could put above it that in terms of big moments. And yeah, I really want them to build towards it. Looking at it towards the end of the year, if MGF's going to be the next champion, that's the perfect guy you have put MGF on his ass because it's the last guy MGF would expect to lose to. And even if it's like, I want him to have a good title reign as well, Eddie Kingston. I want him to have a good few months and get that uh, Akiyama match uh, out of them as well, his dream match. But yeah, even if it was just a short reign, he had maybe a couple of title defenses and then MGF ended up winning it back and kind of you get all the heat from that. 
I would mm. be okay with that as much as I think ultimately you should just capitalize on what people want. Cause like, that's how ultimately how you make money. Like Vince McMahon knew that in the attitude era, he knew that people wanted to see Stone Cold kick his ass. So he just let that happen. Like, yeah, obviously they were, they were, you know, they dragged it out and made, sucked as much drama out of it as possible. But yeah, ultimately they just gave the people what they wanted. And that's why 20, years later we still talk about him and i think in 20 years aw fans will talk about eddie kingston in that way if they if they do it properly and i i really do think that yeah i was surprised if they didn't find a way to at least put the tnt title on him in arthur ash i think a lot of people kind of suspected they would go that way mm. but yeah him him winning the big one i think will be the closest i will come to crying watching a match i think or a moment and honestly i don't care if he wins like loses it the next day to mjf to get the ultimate heat but i just yeah. want him to have that moment and and i, I think he dream booked the scenario i think it was on oral sessions i think his dream scenario is him and mox for the title isn't it um yeah him winning it off of mox so i don't know how we get there necessarily but that's what he wants. yeah yeah i don't know I, I often did think about, oh, I had a, like a thought about like Moxley as a heel beating Eddie for the belt kind of early 2023. Um, hurt, and then that hurts too. That hurts. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably, that would definitely hurt actually way more than uh, MGF. MGF would kind of be like the cheap heat option where he would then gloat about that for the next year just to piss people off. And there's value in that. But like Moxley doing that, I think that's the thing that could probably finally get him booed. <laughs> Like mm. as as a heel, like because I don't think he's gonna get booed. But if they did that, like I mean, Eddie Kingston got CM Punk booed within like two or three months of his return after seven years. So yeah, I think he can definitely do that if they if they're desperately wanting him to if they desperately want uh, Mox to start getting booed, they get sick of the cheers. Um, if they do want to turn him heel, I hope they do. That's another wish. Yeah. Mox comes yeah. back as a, he's just a heel. He doesn't care. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I don't care no. about your sympathy. I had issues, whatever. <laughs> I'm bad now. Yeah, I, especially that was where Mox. they was going, wasn't it? Sorry, that was where yeah. they was going. Yeah, initially, and like I think this is Mox. He's the kind of guy who just be like, oh, shut up. I don't, I don't give a shit about like any. Oh, can I swear on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. swear away. The more okay. swear words. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, Mox can be. He, you know, he's the kind of guy who just be like just. Just piss off, mate. Just yeah. all of you, just piss off. But not in not in a way of like he'd come out and be like, "You people, I don't care about you." He just wouldn't care, and he wouldn't even care to say it. <laughs> and we saw it, you know. He, slowly, he was, you know, less accepting of the crowd, and it is such a shame. I think there was yeah. some real magic that was about to happen, but hopefully they can. But they could capitalize on the sympathy he's going to get, and cap and really push it even further. It yeah. Um, but yeah, Mox's Mox's heel is definitely something. Another one on my wish list. <laughs> yeah, Eddie winning the title, I think, like you said, is on a lot of people's wish list. I, for one, am very guilty of neglecting Eddie Kingston as a as a wrestler. Um, I I knew of him. I've never really seen any prior work. Well, I have now, but mm. when he debuted in AEW, is when I was like, oh, this is what Eddie Kingston's about. Okay, mm. I didn't know, like, really. And then now I'm, like, the biggest fan. 
I just think he's amazing. And and yeah. all the all the stuff advocate mental health. And when you hear him in interviews, he's so real. He's like the closest thing we have to Bret Hart that just it's just yeah. so real to him. Everything he's and and anytime he mentions wrestling, he says, I need to fight this person. It's, yeah, yeah. It's never a match, it's never a wrestling yeah. match. Yeah, well, I need to fight. We're we're gonna fight, which yeah. I think is just so good. Um yeah. he how, even how, like go on. So I, he even called like uh, the AEW World Championship. He called it the AEW World's Championship, like they do in NWA and they used to do back in the day. Like everything about him is just so old school. But like then when it comes to like all the backstage stuff, he's so kind of like ahead of like the curve in that regard. He's not like a you know we used to have knives back in the day and uh, that that was the good old days. <laughs> like he's like in terms of like um you know the actual product and stuff he's like the good old days you know uh all japan and then also kind of a bit of like the kind of old school indie stuff as well in there uh old school nwa that kind of stuff and then but when it comes to like all the stuff behind the scenes and stuff he's like he's just like brody brody lee and like just being the absolute nicest and best guy obviously in the past he's had a few a few issues but you know he's learned and grown so um, and just like when you say about his backstage stuff, like I'd love to know who came up with the bit where he's he's sat there trying to eat his food and the camera comes up <laughs> and he's just like, what? What do you want? Like, it's like, so it's like, you're not hungry. You're not hungry. He's, he just points at what he's eating. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just things like that that really like make it seem real. He's just so good at. Yeah. yeah. On to another person I have been neglecting. Um, so I'm hoping you're going to fill me in on the wonders of Darius Lockhart. Yes, AW signed Darius Lockhart. Obviously, I know he's doing work with the NWA. I don't know how realistic this one is. That's why I put it in a wish, not a prediction. Um, but yeah, he did a couple of uh, elevation dates. Might have been just the one. I can't remember. Um, but he's like kind of been in, in and involved with AW, and that would have been because of uh, oh, his name's escaped me. Um, uh, the captain, Sean Dean who obviously brings in a lot of those talents for um, Elevation and Dark, as he kind of let us know after that, uh, I don't know, let's call it the Tony Khan incident, <laughs> the the tweet. Um, but yeah, so that, that was good to hear. And I'm hoping that like Sean Dean's kind of, is, you know, he's spoke about how he's more, he's going to be pushing towards like trying to get more and more, you know, black wrestlers the chance in AEW. And yeah, Darius Lockhart is absolutely the number one guy along with Jonathan Gresham but if you're looking at like a black wrestler he's like the number one guy I think the AEW need to get in and it's not just because of everything he does you know um, in terms of his promos and his matches which we'll get to but um, the way he's spoken about he spoke about that Tony Khan situation and the way he's spoken about wrestling behind the scenes in the past and when it comes to like uh, representation and uh, just having someone in the room and stuff having a voice in the room that's partially why because you can tell that he really really gets it um in that on that side of things and if he was someone who could be in the room or even if it's just not like necessarily saying he's on book in the show or anything but if he's someone who can kind of be a trusted voice because he clearly kind of gets both sides but very much pushes for progress as well like mm. he understands the reality of the situation but he, he also understands that that reality sometimes isn't acceptable um and yeah but he's not like I think sometimes people can, when you're fighting for something, sometimes you can do it in a way which is kind of counterproductive. And that's exactly what he isn't. Um, everything to him is about pushing things forward and, you know, kind of doing whatever you can to get there. So 
that's one thing I really like about Darius Lockhart in coming to AEW is because I think he will genuinely push um, the company forward in that regards. And this is this is in the hope, in the hope. And I'm not really sure how much faith I have in them in this regard, but in the hope that Tony Khan learned something from that situation. And I, I really don't know how much he did and how much this kind of thing would be on his mind. Um but and, you know, uh, just just while we're on that, I I would like when you're saying him to be a voice in the room, maybe he could uh, be in these Cody Rhodes workshops. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe. Oh, you Cody! See, you saw him on the wrestling interview, just saying he regretted everything yeah. about the Antonio Gogo stuff. Um, so, I'm, yeah, glad he he does, I'm glad he regrets it. Even though yeah. I, I I could see where he was coming from at the time, but um, it was one of those things. I think just like you know when you're white there's certain things where it's like there's you can talk about this stuff um but there's certain ways in which you talk about it that you don't go to and i think he definitely hinted at a lot of stuff and he definitely gave certain vibes without having the intention of that and i knew he didn't have that intention because i've seen him speak about this kind of stuff before and he's spoken about how it used to be like not racist ignorant but ignorant in terms of just not being very aware and how brandy helped him with all that kind of stuff but yeah even so like he's still a white person i know myself like you know you (laughs) there's a certain amount of ignorance that you carry even if you are the least ignorant person um so you've always got to be aware of that and for that reason going out and doing promos about like and you know a very emotional time he's about to have you know a mixed race daughter um and i can imagine you know tough time for him but yeah, he, not a tough time for him, but like a tough, you know, time, uh, you know, mentally when it comes to looking at the the political world and thinking, yeah, I've got to, I've got to bring up a black daughter, and I don't have any experience in this. Uh, yeah. Like I, I can kind of like think from his kind of point of view, like why you do some stupid things. But yeah, it's good that he does regret that. But yeah, that's pati- pati- especially why you need people like um, a, a Darius Lockhart, or I thought, you know, Big Swell would. I thought she would be a good voice behind the scenes because she's someone who always calls that kind of stuff out. And the fact that, you know, it, it sounds like it didn't, it kind of fell on deaf ears a lot of the time. That's more my worry than anything Tony Khan actually said. It's more those things. When she left the company, I was like, I was a bit like, oh, that seems a bit, yeah. But that's partly why I want to see this change happen. And I want to see guys like uh, uh, Darius Lockhart or, uh, women like Big Swole or Trisha Dora, these these are the kind of people who I can trust are actually going to speak up and speak their mind, but do so in a way that gets the point across because that's ultimately the thing that needs to be done to Tony Khan and Vince McMahon and other people in the wrestling business. Uh, but I want to speak about <laughs> Darius Lockhart not just being, uh, you know, a token guy backstage who can, you know, be the voice of reason or the voice of sense when it comes to Cody. Th- it, getting ahead of himself <laughs> um but him uh, just as a wrestler in his own right as well he's absolutely fantastic and it was what it makes me think about like when we had those conversations like a year a year and a half ago about like aw needs to sign more black talent like i was ignorant to like how much great black talent was actually out there hmm. um because darius lockhart was out there and now since i've become aware of him um going and seeing the matches he's had over that time where people were making that point and it's just been like, well, Darius Lockhart was right there. 
can you give us a couple? Is there any kind of matches you have that people should be checking out of Darius Lockhart? He had a match with MJF on the Indies, which I really enjoyed. But my favorite one is with uh, Lee Moriarty, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. They did some promos as well um, that kind of helped build the match, which are all on YouTube. So that can kind of maybe help you get invested. If you go to Darius Lockhart's uh, Twitter, he's got a link to or all different promos and matches that he's got from his career. So there's just loads of stuff on there. But the Lee Moriarty one's definitely my favorite. Um, I'm still making my way through it. Um, he's got a lot of promos. I can't remember like the titles, but the promos are all really well produced and they're all very interesting. They're all very unique. Um, and yeah, he's he's fantastic. He's a he's a really, really great storyteller. I can tell that just from like the way he will like speak in a promo or the way he produces those promos. I don't know how he does them if it's just him alone or whether he has mates who are like do production and all that because like they are like really really good and like um yeah they're really fantastic and you could just throw him on a tv show now and he would get over like you saw from his nwa promo that went all over twitter like and you very rarely you see something from nwa kind of go all over the place the last time i saw an nwa promo go like that was an eddie kingston one um not long before he joined AEW. so yeah, like Darius Lockhart, fantastic promo, amazing in the ring, uh, as well as that. And then <laughs> he's a voice I very much think that AEW need backstage as well. Whether I have, I I don't have faith that they realise that they need that, but mm. they do, and I I have to hope that they will improve. But I don't have faith that they will. <laughs> well, it's a very it's a very good wish, and it sounds like something that does need to happen especially at the moment um yeah and darius lockhart could be very instrumental in in some big changes that we need to see um i think i think def- he will change he calls himself the revolutionary i think he will change the industry along with the likes of trishadora shug d guys like that um because they want to and generally if you actually have that want people have that want to change and have the kind of sense of how you actually enact change which they do um i think they will um it's just how quickly they get the chance to do that and how much of an impact they end up having um you know if they if they go to a you know a company which is kind of lower down the ranks they could you know help inspire the next generation to actually do the change whatever you've got two pack behind you he said what was it he said uh i won't be the one who it might not be the one who changes the world but i guarantee i'll be the one who sparks the mind that changes the world um so maybe they end up changing the industry in that kind of way. Um, but, you know, if they come to AEW, they help this change happen. They can be the ones that do it, that kind of group. Uh, and there's more AJ Gray, who's said he's very much happy to not go to AEW uh, in the past, which, you know, for, uh, coming from someone who just wants to see the industry improve in that regard, um, I hope maybe he'd reconsider if they showed the, um, I don't know, the sense that they need to show him basically. Yeah, it's, it's a shame that any wrestler feels like that, um, mm. especially in this day and age, especially yeah. with what we've seen happening the past few years. It's just so important that we get some change finally. Um, yeah. yeah. Darius Lockhart, AEW, let's do it, please. Get it done. Get it done. We will wrap up there, Gareth. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Please make sure you check out Eno Wrestling. It's become one of my favorite channels as soon as it existed. Um, Honestly, some great videos on there um, that you definitely need to check out if you're a fan of AEW or wrestling in general. Uh, 
anything else that we can expect from you this year that people need to keep an eye out for? Um, just just more videos. I do do the stuff over on Pro Wrestling Musings, which is a wrestling website. Um, a lot of it's focused around stats, but I, I focus more on like, well, at the moment we're doing like the um, round tables, which is like uh, fan, lots of fans giving their opinion. Um, so yeah, you can find that at prowrestlingmusings.com. Um, or just on on Twitter as well. I tweet it out whenever I whenever I do something over there. But in regards to the whole Eno wrestling stuff, uh, almost mispronounced my own channel's name. Um, <laughs> it's only three uh, letters as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, regarding all of that, it's just going to be more uh, video essays breaking down the stories, characters um, in in AW. That's kind of what I specialize in, I guess. Uh, doing some lists and just some other fun kind of conversational bits, really, I guess, around mainly AW. Mainly. If any if anyone's seen the King's Road series, uh, which I'm slowly getting through, I'm trying to do yeah. research on all Japan. It, it's very reminiscent of that. I hope you don't mind me saying oh, that. Like, just the way you, yeah, the way you the just piece compliment. the stories together. I just, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, Joseph. Uh, I forget how you pronounce his second name, so I'll just call him Joseph. But yeah, yeah. Joseph. Um, if you type in Joseph King's Road, his videos will come up. They are the best uh, video essays. Um, he's not just the King's Road stuff, but the other stuff he does as well. Um, but, but yeah, just he, get, his stuff give, is the best for mine, for, give, for, for uh, my opinion, and that's that's the ultimate bar that I want to reach. Well, you're getting One there day. in my in my heart anyway. One day, that's all, that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely check it out. I mean, even if you've never seen wrestling in your life, uh, Gareth will make you understand why we love this stuff. Also, why are you watching to the end of, end of the studio if you've never watched wrestling in your life? Yeah, what are you doing here, man? No way. <laughs> how, how have you ended up? Leave down in the comments how, you, how you've yeah, ended up. Yeah, yeah, let us know how you just heard that bit, please. But definitely comment down below with any wishes and any predictions for this year. Uh, I want to see lots. I want to see loads of predictions, loads of wishes. The crazier, the better. So please leave them down below and I may go through them on a future video. That's it from me. Thanks again for joining me, Gareth. And I hope everyone has a good evening. Respect yourself. Don't neglect yourself. Peace.